Blog Talk Radio. America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. America. So glad you're here tonight for another legendary, rogue, infamous show. You are the ruthless Americans in flyover country. Epic episode 106. Our show theme tonight, The Cruel Summer, with a star date and captain's log of June 9th, 2022. AD. I'm sure you're watching the Stalinist show trial today that went on in Capitol Hill about the quote unquote the June 6th insurrection, they call it, the melee, the mini riot. What I see are thousands of Americans and millions of Americans who are very passionate about their own country and very patriotic who want to set the record straight who saw a lot of impropriety to be a kind generous word during the election and they don't feel that the commander-in-chief is legitimate they don't feel that he deserves to be in the Oval Office they'll paint you as Domestic terrorists, they'll paint you as, you know, rioters, insurrectionists. If it was a true insurrection, or coup d'etat, as the Democrats like to call it, it would have went down far worse in Washington, D.C. We want a better nation. We want better leaders. We want better accountability. That's what we want. We don't want the cloak and dagger Democrat way of doing business with their mules on election day, going around from all those ballot boxes that we saw on many social media sites in the movie, 2,000 mules. We don't want that. And Americans know when they've been had. They can sense it. They can smell it. They can smell a rat. A mile away. Well, tonight we'll talk about all that and much, much more. Always on Thursday night, Thor, the god of thunder and lightning, is above us. There's lightning bolts. 
You're my dramatic wolves all over the country, all over the world. And by the way, our signal is reaching that of communist China. And we know it's not just a VPN trick. We're very hip to that because we got many, many hits from China. People there are desperate to hear news outside their closed society, their communist society. You've reached the radio octagon tonight. We're glad you're here. glad that uh, everyone made it tonight. Well, while the Stalin show trial is uh, going on there in D.C., um, it's amazing what kind of information I get during the week and in intel. By the way, you can always reach the show at uh, vonwehenshow at gmail.com. Any of you opine with your cards, letters, and telegrams and emails. <laughs> the guest call-in number, our VIP line for calls is 563 563- Nine 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 three four three seven. When you dial, have a nickname. We do not need to know your real name, unlike the NSA and the CIA. We want you to have a cool nickname, maybe from your region, maybe what your friends call you. Just something that you know. And um, stand and deliver. Speak loud and proud. I believe people have a right to express themselves on my show. Many shows do not think that way. There are many rhino talk shows that do not want to hear you from middle America, from flyover country. We know this to be true. They'll barely give you a minute on the air. In fact, if you talk about anything controversial, or that's taboo, and their studio program head or director freaks out over it, they're very quick to usher you off the air. Well, I'm different. I believe you have a right to express yourself always. We fought for that right in our American revolution. So my show, I will give you the floor. You can state your peace. By the way, this is the Von Wien Show, and that is what makes us great, what makes us different. Well, There was a U.S. Army psychological operations recruitment video that came out and said this. Anything we touch is a weapon. We can deceive, persuade, change, influence, inspire. We come in many forms. We are everywhere, quote, unquote. That was very interesting on their U.S. Army psychological operations video. Very cool. 
Well, we told you so, America, on the show that the billions and billions in taxpayer aid to mighty Ukraine would land much of the military equipment on the black market in the dark web. This week, Javelin military heart hardware and tank killers were found on the dark web. I'm sure shipping is free, by the way. Yes, we, had, we talked about a few weeks ago where the wives of some uh, Ukrainian higher-ups were flying to Austria and Belgium, and their bags were checked, and it was full of American cash. Well, it's nice to know that we are funding a war and fronting money and spreading the wealth around the world the American way. Yeah, we're spreading wealth all right. You know, that war is a war of attrition at this time and grinding on. Each side can claim some victories here and there. But it's a very slow grind of uh, grinding of human flesh capital. Putin has lost much political capital with this war. He's nowhere near as powerful as he once was, though he still has his Satan II rockets pointed at NATO and America. We haven't forgot those, by the way. We know they're out there. But I would say to that, two can play at that game, Putin. Takes two to tango. Be careful what you wish for, Vladimir. Be very careful what you wish for. Yes, America, in our past shows, we did talk about the great replacement theory, quote-unquote, Well, here's the uh, rub. You are being replaced. It is deliberate. And it is the government's agenda. It is the agenda of the Democrat Party and the Rhino Party, Washington, D.C. It is what they want. They'll never come out and admit it. They can't. It would ruin their ruse, ruin their, their plan, their agenda. But I state facts in my show, and America will have 15% foreign-born population. You say when, Von Wehunt? Get this, by this summer. The amount of people that we're bringing into this country, think about this concept, we'll have 15% of the country will be foreign-born. Not American-born. Not Texas-born, not Arizona, Missouri, Kansas, Georgia, Arkansas, Idaho, or Wisconsin-born. No, foreign-born. And within five years, they say that 25% of America will be foreign-born. The great replacement theory is fact. It's real. It's so obvious, it's so easy, that even a stupid Democrat could figure it out. We're so glad you're here for our weekly church meeting on Thursday night.
That's right. God, I love that organ. Love that. Free speech is free speech. But there are consequences to it, too. America is like a boxing match right now. You have to keep yourself protected at all times. And all the social media accounts should be always a battleground of ideas. We've seen the, um, the recent shootings in Buffalo and the Chinese guy that went crazy in Orange County, the black subway shooter in New York, Uvalde, Texas, et cetera. Many of you saw the Hollywood actor, McConaughey, um, go in front of the White House press briefing room. I thought he had a really good speech. I thought it was a nice and passionate speech. But it is weird about some of these things. The green shoes that he brought up that are touted in our, in our terrible liberal Democrat media, this is really strange. I've seen photographs, and again, I don't think they're Photoshopped or CGI or anything, but um, I've seen the green shoes worn by his wife that she brought to the White House briefing room. Real strange. Um, but yet they claim, and the, the, the picture of the young girl that got slain had light green shoes, not those sharp green shoes. Interesting, if that's even a factor. But uh, I would like to delve into that, because everyone's basing future gun control on these green Converse tennis shoes. We need to have an investigation into these green Converse tennis shoes and really pin down that information. Well, imagine, Mr. and Mrs. America, you're sitting at home, having never committed any sort of crime whatsoever in your entire life, and then cheering on the slow infringement and encroaching upon your Second Amendment rights just because some idiot, some lunatic, some crazy person decided to go out on a crazy shooting spree. Well, that's where we're at. And I told you guys, don't do anything crazy out there because every time somebody does, right, left, or indifferent, mainly it's these leftists that are going nuts. They always give scrutiny to the right, and they always scrutinize the Second Amendment, and they want to tweak it and change it, and it's all designed to chip away at our rights. But I just cringe when I hear about these things. I go, let's pray it's not a white guy, and the next thing we're going to have is some stupid Democrat congressman saying we need to restrict gun rights yet again. Everything's an assault rifle. Everything's an assault gun. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Heard it all before a million times. Well, it is true, So I told some good friends, that the 9mm handgun is the most popular handgun in America. I should know I own one. By the way, and uh, Biden did come out and say he wants to ban the 9mm handgun. So they are already showing you what their intentions are. It's not about assault rifles. Every gun is an assault gun. The word assault will be placed in front of every gun. So when they get rid of assault rifles, they'll then go to assault guns. They'll then go to assault pistols. They'll then go to assault knives. You go right down the list until you're completely softened up and dearmed, and then off you go to FEMA camps. That seems to be what they want to do. Well, you know, it's really 
strange. Uh, the news from Uvalde is strange. There's a lot of really weird news. All these things are just, you know, it, look, I believe there's real person, there's real people that are hurting, definitely, but there are some uh, news people that have put out some strange reports, and uh, we'll talk about that during the show, of course. But, um, you know, look, um, I imagine it takes a very special kind of retard to do that anyway. Um, there's just a lot of uh, news that doesn't add up to many people, as you know. Well, inside every street punk in America, inside every wannabe, inside every thug and weekend warrior, weekend soldier, they're going through a personal transformation and epiphany. We know on the Von Wienz Show there's a real person there and an individual striving and trying to get out. We know inside each of these people who are well-intentioned that there is a Von Wienz Show listener trying to express themselves to the world and to America. Well, this is your format. This is your portal of truth. You can dial in after the monologue. New callers get first in line at 563-999-3437. Well, you heard about the incident involving the Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The man outside Kavanaugh's home had a black tactical chest rig and knife, a Glock 17 pistol, he had two full magazines, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, screwdriver, crowbar, may I go on, duct tape, and other tactical gear. But I don't see anyone on the militant left or in our liberal Democrat media who seem to be jumping up to call him a domestic terrorist. He's a California left-wing Democrat militant leftist who travel from California to D.C. to cause harm to the Supreme Court justice, who is a Republican, by the way. And it was Democrat Schumer, the Roman senator, who told Kavanaugh, you're going to reap the whirlwind, buddy. When they get a hold of you and Gorsuch, you better duck and cover. You're going to reap the whirlwind. You will get what you deserve if you don't vote the Democrat way. Boy, hasn't Schumer been quiet this a week. Have heard a peep out of that moron. Unbelievable. Well, this past week was D-Day. The pivotal battle, one of many of World War II. I have a lot to say about D-Day. I will first go on the record. As we know, our show is listened to by many nefarious groups and people. And we know who you are. We can tell who you are. We have many heroes in America who fought during World War II. Many great soldiers, brave soldiers, who felt they were doing the right thing. And many of them did. It's too bad, though, that now that our brave warriors and heroes were duped and tricked and largely fought, it can be argued by many, for diversity, globalism, and multiculturalism all over the world to the detriment of their own country and people. 
And halfway across Europe, America was funding communist Stalin and his second Bolshevik revolution against Europe itself. These American men were very brave soldiers and heroes to many. They were not, you know, in the news or geopolitics and definitely did not have an online account back in 1944. They followed simple orders and fought very well. But had they known that half of Europa would be enslaved under communist Stalin and Bolshevik, Trotsky, Lenin, communism, and that their own leaders back home would slow but sure sell them out over time, I am not so sure that they would have pointed their guns in the same direction. That's all. I say, carry on, soldier. You're in Valhalla now. And we will fight the battles yet to come. Field Marshal Erwin Rommel, the German Wehrmacht, built the impregnable Atlantic Wall prior to the D-Day invasion. As Hitler always wanted fortress Europe, and it was under threat by the Allies who funded Communist Russia. All this talk of Hitler going to take over the world. The world's a big place. There's no way Hitler could have taken over the world. He could barely hang on to Europe as it was. And um, the world is too big, especially back in 1944. And you bring in General Patton after D-Day, who commanded the Third Army, who in my view represents real America. And Washington, D.C. does not represent real America. Patton wanted to rearm the Waffen-SS units that he had hid in Bavaria, Germany, to go against the Red Communist Bolshevik forces under Stalin and crush them once and for all. And then there are more enemies. We already know that story, too. Part of America's problems, and many of our problems are systemic and the roots of which go back to World War II and even beyond, but definitely in that era, that timeline, that trajectory of the space-time continuum. The reason why we're having to deal with Putin today and Satan 2 rockets, if you fast forward to 2022, being directed and pointed at America, we get threats daily from the Kremlin, nuclear threats from China. Because after the war, America, and during the war, America bolstered Stalin. We gave them money, equipment. You can look it up. I've done the research. I've done the homework for you. You can listen to me or do your own homework. I don't care. You do what you want. But it's a fact. that We had, we had the Lend-Lease program to England, and they were broke, barely scraping by with Winston Churchill. He barely had enough money for his own cigars. And then we had... Stalin, that America funded, in jeeps and trucks built from Detroit, millions of dollars converted to rubles. It's part of the reason why we have a problem with Russia today. We built them up. They were nothing but a Siberian mongrel hordes led by despots and madmen and communist murderers in Moscow. Leon, I mean Lenin, Trotsky, Stalin. And in China... We built up China after World War II. America helped Mao Zedong, the communists, get in power. 
And then we went back there again in the 70s, opened up China for trade. Yes, we used them as a slave colony, an industrial slave colony. But we also, over the years, gave them a lot of military hardware and intel. And now they, both those countries threaten America, and they're at our collective throats daily. So tell folks before, this rabbit hole runs very, very deep. We'll talk about that tonight as well. Well, D-Day from the German perspective, my next point, and I would say this, you can think and say what you want, whatever you want. But I will say when the Germans acquired real estate, at least the Germans believed in real border security unlike America and its Bolshevik allies. Think about it. They protected their wall. You can say what you want, but they protected their frickin' wall in Normandy, France, through thick and thin with Tiger tanks, MG-42 machine guns. They weren't playing around. What'd you want them to do, just give up and throw down their arms and surrender? I mean, if they saw America, are you kidding? They thought America could be beat back then. They thought they were going to win. Well, D-Day through German or American eyes, and for our allies all over the world back then, war is always hell on earth for both sides. This is a show about war and peace. We are a world of war. But in history, it is often the inevitable clash civilizations, culture, and heritage, and wars will commence of who will dictate the march and wave forward. Now we get to Ukraine. We fast forward now to our present time, timeline. So I study these timelines in depth. Ukraine is screwing over the Biden administration and the American people by proxy because they know that Biden and his administration is all about screwing everyone except China, it seems. So Ukraine's just beating Biden to the punch. On one hand, I don't blame them. The Biden administration had no clear plan about Ukraine because it wasn't about Ukraine. It was a tail-wag-the-dog scenario and photo op that has gone horribly wrong in foreign policy circles. Even now, Russia is offering every Ukrainian full Russian citizenship. Did you know this? I'll tell you why, because they intend to take all of Ukraine if the West screws around there for too long. Now, it's leaked out this week about China's evil plans for America to invade and colonize this nation. As part of their long-term view. So I told you before, Americans and our CEOs only look to the next week or quarter, which is three months for those in Apache Junction, <laughs> a quarter of the year. That's the long-term view of Americans. China has a 100-year long-term view. We talked before about the leaked audio of the Chinese generals. And more information is leaked out. I believe there are people in the hierarchy of China who are leaking things out. And I believe that's why they are listening to my show. It's probably their secret intelligence services to find out how much 
is getting out there. Well, if you're a red commie and if you're listening from Beijing, put your crash helmet on, boy. Strap in. Because we already got the goods on you guys. China believes that America and China will one day meet on what they call the narrow road of history and fight it out. So always be prepared and armed patriots. Also, flashpoint to our border. There have been many Chinese nationals, all military-aged men, caught on the southern Mexico border trying to get in. And the Border Patrol said today very candidly, we, we round up Chinese males between the ages of 18 and 30, a military-age, infantry-age, put it that way, every day getting through. And I saw these guys on Fox News earlier, first thing in the morning, about 5 a.m., and they were ripped and ready. Built, they were, um, you could tell they were military guys. They probably do 1,000 push-ups a day. Well, China said that they will go against traditional Americans. They covet our land. They've got 1.2 billion people to feed per day. And they will team up with communist Russia. And the plan is for Russia to come in over the Arctic Circle and descend upon Canada and America from the north. And China will come from Mexico and from the Pacific eventually. Think about it. They can't do anything in the world they really want to do until they first take down America. Now, many strategists will tell you that China will first invade Australia and New Zealand, which is where we have many, many listeners, because they're closer. Maybe so, maybe not. I think Taiwan is going to be their little first step in that area. But once they get hold of Taiwan, they might skip over Australia and New Zealand, Guam and go right to the heart of America. This isn't next week, but these are their military plans in our lifetime. I'll tell you more. Your founding fathers gave you the Second Amendment. So lose your rights or use your rights or lose your rights. In my view, the choice is always yours. You know, the Chinese are gearing up with aircraft carriers. They can easily fill the 200-man army. 200 million man army. They have 1.2 billion people, slaves, at their disposal. And now in Russia, we had Dmitry Medyev, the deputy chairman of the Security Council of Russia. I probably butchered his name, but he said this is not a forecast, but what's already in play. The horsemen of the apocalypse are galloping ahead, and we can only look towards God. And talking about Ukraine and future military plans in America. The fact that Medvedev made direct reference to the horsemen of the apocalypse was utterly stunning to many observers because it signals how the leadership of Russia sees actual developments in the world. Medvedev made clear that this is not a forecast to reiterate what's already in play. Now, many of you don't know this, but I, many of you do. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are figures in the Christian religion, first appearing in the Old Testament's prophetic book of Zechariah and in the book of Ezekiel, where they are named as punishments from God. They later appear in the New Testament's final book, Revelations. 
an apocalypse written by John of Patmos. Revelation 6 tells of a book or scroll in God's right hand that is sealed with seven seals. The Lamb of God, Lion of Judah, opens the first four of the seven seals, which summons four beings that ride out on white, red, black, and pale horses. Zechariah describes them as the ones whom the Lord has sent to patrol the earth, causing it to rest quietly. Ezekiel lists them as sword, famine, wild beasts of prey and plague. In John's revelation, the first horseman rides on a white horse, carries a bow, and is given a crown. He rides forward as a figure of conquest, perhaps invoking pestilence, Christ, or the Antichrist. The second horseman carries a sword and rides a red horse and is the creator of civil war. Interesting. The third horseman, a food merchant, riding upon a black horse, symbolizes famine and death. He carries the scales of justice. The fourth and final horse is pale, and upon rides it death itself. They were given authority over a quarter of the earth to kill with sword, famine, and plague, and by means of the beasts within the earth. Apocalyptic Christianity sometimes will interpret the four horsemen as a vision of harbingers of things like the last judgment, sitting a divine end time upon the world, but no one knows when the end time is going to happen. So don't believe those that believe that these things are coming up next week or next Tuesday or next Thursday at a certain time. Given the uh, old phrase, wars and rumors of war from the East, we have the pestilence or the new COVID called monkeypox, as well as signs from the heaven and upon the earth. We had a lot of these things happen around the world, the form of earthquakes, entire bodies of water turning blood red without explanation, similar very strange events. It is not hard to see why the Russian president said what he said. Well, we've got a big show for you guys tonight. We're going to have lots of callers, lots of conjecture opinion, and things of that nature. The show is always here for you. Never forget that. It's time to start our infamous rogue and legendary show.
The Von Wien Show is here. America never fear. What's with that? Let's get to the gladiator in our studio here from his North Valley compound. And by the way, we had our Bachelor's Galaxy to the radio show on Tuesday, the Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy show. Always fun. Catch you the first Tuesday of every month. Gladiator, how are you doing tonight, sir? Are you there? Gladiator. I, I'm here. How are you doing? Good, man. Everybody's got to tune in to the Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy, man. Tuesday in the first Tuesday yes. of every month. It's easy to do. <laughs> it's so easy. It's the first Tuesday. That's why I did it on Tuesday. I thought, who can't forget that? Oh, that was always, it's always a fun show. And we do talk about some politics, but it's more geared towards fun. And um, just have a good time, you know? That's it. God I knows the news is depressing. <laughs> we got to have some uh, distraction, right? Like all other Americans. Yeah, love our Johnny distractions. Johnny Depp, Depp was the Bachelor hero Tuesday night. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was mad. He was. Oh, what a what a trial. What a trial. What's America going to do, Paul? All summer long with no Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> It's the trials and tribulations of the American economy now. That's all we got. Yes. It's the four horsemen of the apocalypse over the American economy. It's unbelievable. I mean, Washington is doing everything they possibly can to completely destroy America. Yes. Right? Yes. Look, when, when Yellen... When Janet Yellen and Idiot Powell from the Fed and the Treasury – now, remember, everybody, the Fed, the Fed Reserve is not an American government agency. It's, it's wholly owned by the Vanderbilts, the Carnegies, the Morgans. It's owned by the literally the 12 richest families in the country who are also intermarried with ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN – and Paramount, Warner Brothers, Universal Studios, they're all intermarried. And if you don't know that, go look it up. And they are running the country. So in every movie, in every sitcom, in every, every news broadcast, okay, even your news broadcast, it's a show. It's not for real. It is a show. They make it up. They're trying to temporal trap you with the television, television into your brain. Don't don't sit in front of your television and believe everything you see, even on the news. Remember, everybody, remember like five, six years ago, fake news, fake news, and everybody's like, yeah, they're fake. Now all of a sudden they're real? Mm -hmm. Come on, people, wake up. They they haven't been real for 30 years, right? That's right. Walter Cronkite was the last real newsman in America. After he died, it all got fake, right? So uh, that's right. Yeah, maybe Mike Wallace, right? Chris Chris Wallace's father, Chris Wallace, Chris Wallace might as well just run for Democrat governor somewhere. Um, exactly. So he's, he's terrible. But but yeah, so it's it's the demise of the American economy. Interest rates. Pay attention to this, everybody. This will blow your mind. 
if you want to get an interest rate, buy a U.S. Treasury. You buy a bond or a bill, you're going to get 3% on your money right now. Because interest rates have gone up 2.5% to 3%, from half a point to three points. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but what is 2.5 divided by 0.5? That's 500%. That's right. Interest rates have gone up 500%. And when interest rates go up, debt is expensive. If debt is expensive, corporations, small businesses, I don't care what size you are, small, medium, large business, it costs more to borrow money. If it costs more to borrow money, it's not going to borrow money, which means job growth is going to stop. Now, Biden mm-hmm. and his administration, they've been pushing job growth, job growth. I mean, Mickey Mouse would have had job growth coming out of that stupid Hong Kong flu pandemic shutdown. I mean, every right. job in America, the only people who were working were Uber and McDonald's people where Uber was picking up. I mean, that was it. Everybody, I mean, I was running a furniture organization, ripping four days a week, ripping 6000 a month, working four days a week. It was stupid, right? It was ridiculous. And then the pandemic. So Mickey Mouse would have job growth in the last year and a half. But now, moving forward, it's deadpan. No growth. The great resignation. I don't know if you saw this, Vaughn. You probably did. You look at everything. But the great resignation hit the White House in the last two weeks. Yes. The whole... The whole White House administration has been resigning, resigning, resigning. And that new black uh, secretary of press, right, the press secretary said, relax, folks, we'll we'll, we'll hire new people back. That's what she verbally said to open up this morning. Like the news people are like looking around like nobody's here. Like nobody's around. Well, I would have told her, Paul, you are a living witness to the great replacement theory. You're the first black White House press secretary. Right. You're a living it's witness a to it. Of course it's real. Yep. I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves here. She got the job by affirmative action. She might have had a college degree. There's a thousand other people that could have hired for that job. But they gave it to her because they wanted to pass a torch to a black female. It's all about empowering right. the minorities against whitey. Empower them. Give them yeah, positions, give them money, give them jobs, things that they may or may not be qualified for. They went from the whitest woman with white skin, freckles, and red hair to the darkest Right, woman. a ginger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> from one extreme yeah. to the other, man. Amazing. Exactly, bro. Exactly, yeah. And so, folks, interest rates are, are going to go up again. They're going to they're gonna double in the next two and a half years. It'll be at 6% prime, which will put your mortgages, and trust me, I was a mortgage banker, uh, it'll put your mortgage rates at about 85 9, 9.5% uh, within two and a half years, okay? So prime just means what banks get to borrow from the, from the regional banks. You got to add points for everybody making money on those loans, whether it's a personal loan, an auto loan, a home mortgage, uh, a commercial loan. So if prime is six, that means mortgage is going to be eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, depending upon how much money the mortgage broker 
let alone the mortgage banker, after the broker is going to make money. So everybody's going to make money on it. So mark my words, by the end of the Biden administration, mortgage interest rates, eight and a half to nine and a half, somewhere in that range. Figure nine, give or take. Um, auto loans, personal loans, you'll be at 11, 12, 13%. Um, we're going back to the, to the late 80s, early 90s in interest rates. And that'll stifle, the, that'll stifle the growth again. Everybody, please go out and vote this November, and please let's get a congressional house of Republicans and a Senate of Republicans, because at least we'll block the bullshit. I mean, I, I don't trust them anyways, but still at least we'll stop the Democratic bullshit and they won't come after our nine millimeter handguns and call them weapons of mass destruction. Okay, um, you know, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll at least stop the floodgates, right? I mean, that's all we can hope for until we can change the White House, right? I mean, that's it. Um, the last thing I would say it's it's a shame that this truly insane double aneurysm brain that's inside of this body called Joe Biden, whether it's him or his body double, <laughs> who knows what the hell, who knows what happened in the basement during the campaign, right, of his home. But, and, that, and that's why I think it was in the basement. I, I, think it was, I think they ran out of the basement because it wasn't him, but that's a whole other story for, you know, another night. Mm -hmm. But if it is him, if it is, because look at the ear lobes from the 90s and the 2000s. They're all different. But if it is him, it's a shame that they're allowing him to think he's in charge when actually all the orders are coming from K Street, Washington, D.C., from the Obama building where 70% of the Biden administration has all their loyalty to him still. They call him. He tells them what to do, and that's basically what they're doing. And then they shuffle this body of Biden out for a three-minute press conference. He can't take questions because he has had two aneurysms, people. He's legally insane. He's got dementia. And uh, that's mm -hmm. why they don't press conference him. He'll never press conference again, ever. He'll probably die. Mm -hmm. th th I'm, I'm going to guesstimate between – Third year and fourth year, this guy's gone. So no, no harm, no foul. Because you know, camel toe Harris, as the gunslinger calls her. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she can do no harm in, in an election year, right. anyways. Um, she'll, yeah, know, she'll, she'll just died, laugh her way through it, you know. Yeah, because if Biden dies, she's going to go for the the sympathy vote. But the economy is going to be in such shambles. And, you know, we already know Ukraine's in rubble. I mean, it's literally just in piles of, of stone. It is. Um, piles of ash yeah, and it rubble. It's what the Soviets are good at. The Red Soviets love blowing everything up because they're not very good soldiers. And we're seeing that. I keep telling you guys that. We're seeing them abandon their posts. They sabotage their equipment. I don't blame them, but... Uh, they're not known for great soldiering or being accurate on the battlefield. All they can do is kill and blow everything up Soviet-style while they're drinking their vodka. That's all they're good okay. at. Yep. That's why the buildings are getting blown up because they're blowing up at the top, 
and just rubbling down because they're half drunk. They can't nail the middle of them. And, exactly. Um, they're too- yeah, collateral damage everywhere. Zelensky came out yesterday and today and said, "I need more money." Yeah, for you to go to. I knew know, that was going to come. Yeah, you Gosh. got a trillion dollars. We we can't. Unbelievable, a trillion. And Nancy and Chuck, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer went to Kiev in the middle of a war zone. By the way, they can't go to the border down in New Mexico, Arizona, or Texas, but they can go to the you know God inside forbid. Kiev to get their payoffs. So if we give them more That's money, right. I, I I say that Pelosi and Schumer will go back just to get another briefcase each of the payoff. Yeah, oh, no yeah. Oh, yeah. There's lots of those kickbacks in cash, folks. Folks, this is all about the money. This is not – it's not a fake war, but I would say it's a wag-the-dog kind of a war where they're, they're going to fly over the and get their calls right, fly back. And, and don't, don't forget, folks, when they – when they check in their bags, government aircraft, it's not checked the way your bag is checked. In other words, it gets on the plane without anybody looking inside the bag. If you're a That's congressman right. or senator, and they fly back to D.C. with two, three million in cool cash, of course they're going to vote for more money for Ukraine. And there's more, there's more suitcases of cash to be had. As long That's as right. you go along with it, they get richer and richer and richer at your expense. Yeah. And, you know, the, nobody's talking about this, but, you know, remember, they started out with 44 million Ukrainians. From my guesstimation, from what I can see, there's probably about 5 million Ukrainians left. 39 million Ukrainians are gone. There's about 8 million Ukrainians at the border of Mexico because even they can't get in, although they're being shuffled to the front of the line. Thank you, Jesus, right? Let's get the white people in who will work and build all of North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, because they love that, you know, terrain and weather. And maybe we'll end up with some serious cities of white, uh, which would be great. Um, and that'll keep, you know, you know, dark, dark-skinned people don't want to go there anyways. Um Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. But don't think that American hasn't been given away, folks, because remember, when you go to a 7-Eleven, gas station 7-Eleven store, when you go to a Motel 6, Motel 8, Motel 7, Motel 1, Motel 694, when you go to one of those, it's always an India family from India or an Arab family, 7-Elevens. Little gas stations and the hotels, because the government program that gave them the loan to get those, where they could bring all their family to the hotels from India and and the Arab countries to visit, and they just came in and visited and stayed. That is replacement theory. It's it's in action. They've been doing this for twenty years, people. You haven't seen it because you weren't paying attention. I've been paying attention. So. It is a replacement theory. It's been going on right underneath your noses. I sold for one of the largest in the country home warranties, and all I, half of my lead base was either an Arab or an India Indian name. Half my lead base. Mm-hmm. Half the names, people. Now, I shuffled through those and called all the American names. Williams, Davis, Johnson, right? As soon as I saw right. Ahmad or Ahmed or, 
you know, Sri Lanka, I was just like, I'm not calling it. I just refused. You know, I mean, you probably talk to the terrorists so anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they're always saying, "What is your lowest price? Give me your lowest price." Give me, and I was like, "Shut up!" You know, I'm just hanging up on you. You're right. an idiot. You know, I mean, I right. was the lowest price. You know, I was the lowest price in that company because I called last. I called people from two months to a year ago. I was the absolute lowest deal they were going to get, and they were still asking for less. So I said, "Shut up! I'm not calling them anymore." And then my director said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm selling. Leave me alone. You know? Um, but, yeah, they mm-hmm. replaced so much in America. It's not a theory. It's an action. And we have to have a reaction or it's a third world country in another 20, 30 years. Because they multiply like rabbits and roaches. And they are. And they have them. That's right. That's right. Yep. And they do it because they're also funded by our government, they get a lot of support, a lot of help, a lot of government checks, EBT cards. They'll load that up with a thousand dollars a month. Even maybe I've even had one family with fifteen hundred bucks every thirty days uh, for free groceries uh, for all the family and all. And also, isn't it funny, Paul, that when they bring over these so-called immigrants, these people that are country shopping? Uh, and by the way, we have a 1.5 million Mexicans and and Hondurans and Central Americans marching right now through the, the uh, state of Chiapas in Mexico, not yep. that far away from the Texas border. Texas, you're going to be here with 1.5 million. They flew over today. Aerial view, Paul. This is a the, a massive mongrel horde coming up on on uh, Texas. And when, when, when these people get into America, my point is our government trips over themselves and our do-gooders are idiots who say, hey, hey, who's your extended family? We have to get them all into America now, all your 300 frickin' relatives, all your uncles in Mexico and Nicaragua, and, oh, don't forget Uncle Tito in Panama, and we got to bring him up too. Okay, yeah. and we've already yeah, got it. We never leave the, the, the Minnesota in Canada. Yeah, I mean they bring, they don't want the Americans to have families. They don't want you, um, the ones born and bred here, to have an extended family. Isn't that funny? Oh well, God forbid. And you know I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them all the listeners one last thing to think about. So I remember when I used to turn on the TV and I would see the national spelling bee with a bunch of good-looking American white kids, girls, and boys. I turned on the American spelling bee by accident just over the weekend. You know what I saw? I saw that database I was having to call for those home warranties. All India Indian kids and Arab kids, not one Listen to me, because I watched it. Not one of that front row and the back row finalists, which was like 25 kids, not one flipping white American kid, boy or girl. Are you kidding me? All India Indians and Arabs, third world nation countries. India is a third world nation, everybody. They never had a civilization that lasted for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and built Mon- like monstrous 
Parthenons and Colosseums. They are a third world country. Mumbai, one little city for finance, is not a, a, a top-rate civilization. That is a third world country. They walk cows in the middle of their street, people. You want to see cows walking around America's streets, and then you can't even you can't even run into them because 900 of them will jump you and sword you to death and throw a king cobra in your face. How dare you hit that cow? Okay. How dare you, they'll say. That's right. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What a, what a country, man. We didn't grow up in this country. We grew up with Ronald Reagan, Shining City on the Hill, and we could ride our bikes down the street, and if anybody even dared coming up to us by the side of the street, every freaking neighbor would have pounced on them and say, get out of here. That was America that you and I grew up in. I don't know what this thing is now. Yeah. Yeah, it's what is it? well, they have made a very clear fall. They want to replace us. We are their nemesis. We are... You know, a, a, a Roman orator and philosopher once said, one of the scribes who would document all the battles said that in ancient Rome, an enemy nation became a pebble in a Roman sandal shoe, and eventually Rome got rid of the pebble in their shoe that caused them discomfort. We are causing our government discomfort. We are the pebble in the Roman sandal shoe, our Roman senators have decided that we have given them too much discourse, too much discomfort. We, uh, they don't trust us. They don't even like us. They're very obvious about it. They go, you know what? We'll bring in the conquered territories, the mongrel hordes, to replace your ass. How about those apples? And that's what they're yep. doing. They'll never come out on a microphone and admit it. But if you have both eyes open, America, it's clear as day. As I said in during the monologue, even a stupid Democrat can figure that one out, hopefully. What are your final thoughts, Paul, to America? Oh, Christmas, man. Do I have any thoughts left? I'm exhausted. Uh, look, you know, I'll say, I'll say this. I say this every day when, I, when, I'm, when I'm selling now in the financial firm. I say, look. We have to be the ones that say, you can have our sprinkles, but you're not taking our Sunday. We're keeping the bananas. Those are our guns. We're keeping the scoops of ice cream. That's our homes. And we're keeping the whipped cream. We're keeping all our cash. But we're not going to stick it in your stupid bank. We're going to have it in the safety deposit box, not in the bank account where you can take it. You can have the sprinkles, Okay. You can get your electric bill paid, no problem, we'll pay that. You can get the taxes, you know, we'll do that, and we'll, we'll make our deductions. But stay away from the Sunday, because if you come after the Sunday, then you're coming after us. And we draw the line right at our front entrance to our driveway. Don't come for that. And God forbid you 1.5 million mongrel horde coming up from Mexico – if you try to come for it, you're going to meet with some metal one way or the other. And that's about it. I love it. I love it. They won't get our sprinkles, and they will feel the hammer and come down yeah. upon them, I guarantee it. Paul, thanks so much, sir. Have a great night. Good, right, good cause always. Thank you.
Everybody have a great Thanks, night. Thanks, buddy. Pleasure. You know it. Paul the Gladiator, Ms. North Compound. We speak about the, the strategy, the trajectory of America and where it's going. Well, get a cocktail. Get your crash helmet on. Strap yourselves in for more of the show. I'm going to give me a shot and light up my cigar and make sure my machine gun is ready. But you never know who may bust to the studio during the show. This is Unit 11. Send me that from uh, L.A. Underground Garage Band called Catch a Thief. We uh, get all kinds of CDs and letters and things during the week, which is pretty cool. We'll get back to uh, Mighty Russia for a minute here. And, uh, of course, crazy NATO. The U.S. and its NATO vassal partners view things in Ukraine as mere strategy and political positioning. The leaders of Russia, however, are viewing things from the perspective of the literal end of the world. If you listen to their statements for the Kremlin, this isn't just sensationalism. When the Kremlin says it, it's what they really mean in many cases. Not always, but in many cases. They've been talking a lot, and I mean a lot, about uh, nuclear war, uh, about striking America or striking NATO. Not once, not twice, not thrice, but a lot. And so is Beijing. Now, I had breaking news from the studio last night that there were Russian troops and material and the ominous, ominous threat of tactical nukes being delivered to a Central American nation. I, I won't – it's not been vetted. It's not 100%, but very interesting intel. Some eyewitness, some conjecture, some a little bit of this, some a little bit of that. I'll put it like that. But um, from some deep sources – who may or may not be exactly in the know, but I will put it out there for what's worth. Bottom line is it leads into my larger trajectory and theme, 
that uh, you got to be ready, folks. We don't know what's going to happen at any time. We live in La La Land and North America. We, 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 we're at peace. We have, though we bitch about high gas prices and things of that nature, America really, um, it's still a very rich country. There's still a lot of good things here. A lot of good things are, are happening, and uh, we have a lot of crazy, terrible politics. And uh, But again, uh, that's exactly the move that Russia would, would make. Now, it may be Nicaragua. Who knows? It could be Venezuela, but they're not really in Central America. But they, they, they said to me Central America, which would be Nicaragua, which now they had uh, deep-rooted Marxism from the 1980s. The Contras were down there. Reagan fought against them. Uh, during the 80s, and we had a little war down there and also things of that nature. But it's very interesting when you hear that they keep talking about wanting to strike us and wanting to hit us. Can you imagine, if you will, God forbid, we do not want this to happen, but uh, we want peace, love, and security to reign, and we want America super strong. Peace through strength, as Reagan said, as I say too. You want to be so strong that your enemies don't even think for a second about attacking you. But under Biden, we're super weak. And can you imagine, God forbid, if a, if a tactical nuclear device went off in this country? Can you just imagine the mayhem? People would go absolutely nuts. And we are not wishing for that, but we have to put it out because I'm a firm believer that if you put things out there, and if we can foil their plans or even their thought processes or processes, that it will not happen because the cat's out of the bag. And I love letting the cat out of the bag in these kind of scenarios. Get it out there. Get it on the public airwaves. They'll hear about it, and they'll retreat going, damn, that Von Wehunt, he spilled the beans and our nefarious plans once again. What this country would go absolutely ape. And you talk about mayhem in the streets and inflation and economy and panic. Panic buying would set in. Are you ready, America, for any eventuality? Really, are you ready? I told you before that I've literally seen an Albertson's big, big grocery store as I show up in the back door when these things happen and walk through the aisles. When the people ransack and Albertson's going out of business and within 72 hours, everything in the store was literally gone. Okay. Within 48 hours, all the meat and chicken and the, the good food is taken. Within 48 hours. In 72, they get down to the uh, dehydrated potatoes in the sunglasses. But I've been there to see that. And I've seen the panic buying during COVID when that was unleashed. Lines out the grocery store, people's carts stacked 10 feet high, literally with food. Had two of their sons to hold it steady as they inched towards the checkouts there. These things can happen. Instead of de-escalating, pausing, or even taking a step back to reconsider, mankind is moving ahead toward the frightening reality of Armageddon, which we do not want. But the red commies are out there, 
We know that to be true. And under the direction of Von Wehunt, we will commence bombing tonight on the North Vietnamese uh, Communist forces. Our B-52s are airborne, uh, arriving at their destination targets. Communism be damned, we must prevail. And God bless America. Hey, this is Rocky. I want to tell you that Vaughn's got the making of a champion there, you know. That's why he's back on the air. He's got his show. He's swinging both fists, you know what I mean? He's landing knockout punches. Hey, you got to tune into him. He's on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Call in if you got something you want to tell him or something you want to tell America. That's the Von Wehunt Show. That's right, on DocSkyRadio.com. Hey, this is a rock here. I'm going to go get a cappuccino, I think. No, 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 it's later. I'm going to go get a beer. Hey, we'll talk to you later. And in Dr. Strangelove, General Turgeson's battle plan sounds like this for America today. We just know these meetings are taking place. Somewhere in the bowels of the Pentagon. One or two points I'd like to make, if I may. Go ahead, General. One, our hopes for recalling the 843rd bomb wing are quickly being reduced to a very low order of probability. Two, in less than 15 minutes from now, the Ruskies will be making radar contact with the planes. Three, when they do, they are going to go absolutely ape, and they're going to strike back with everything they got. Four, if... Prior to this time, we have done nothing further to suppress their retaliatory capabilities. We will suffer virtual annihilation. Five, if, on the other hand, we were to immediately launch an all-out and coordinated attack on all their airfields and missile bases, we'd stand a damn good chance of catching them with their pants down. Hell, we got a five-to-one missile superiority as it is. We could easily assign three missiles to every target and still have a very effective reserve force for any other contingency. Six. An unofficial study which we undertook of this eventuality indicated that we would destroy 90% of their nuclear capabilities. We would therefore prevail and suffer only modest and acceptable civilian casualties from the remaining force, which would be badly damaged and uncoordinated. General, it is the avowed policy of our country never to strike first with nuclear weapons. Well, Mr. President, I would, I would say that General Ripper has already invalidated that policy. <laughs> That was not an act of national policy, and there are still alternatives left open to us. Mr. President, we are rapidly approaching a moment of truth, both for ourselves as human beings and for the life of our nation. Now, truth is not always a pleasant thing, but it is necessary now to make a choice, to choose between two admittedly regrettable, but nevertheless distinguishable post-war environments. One, where you got 20 million people killed, and the other, where you got 150 million people killed. You're talking about mass murder, General, not war. Mr. President, I'm not saying we wouldn't get our hair mussed, but I do say no more than 10 to 20 million killed, tops, uh, depending on the breaks. I will not go down in history as the greatest mass murderer since Adolf Hitler. Perhaps it might be better, Mr. President, if you were more concerned with the American people than with your image in a history book. General Turgeson, I think I've heard quite sufficient from you. Thank you very much. Love that. So cool. Dr. Strangelove. And now, we return to the Von Wehunt Show, featuring Von Wehunt the Barbarian.
Yes, the barbarian is here. Let me tell you about the leaked speech by the Chinese general and what he said. This has been leaked out, I think, by political saboteurs inside China. Don't forget, most of China, the ones that are in the know, they want to live like Americans. Um, We can't absorb 1.2 billion people in this country from China, and we don't want that. Yet they are the most polluted country in the world, China. You haven't heard that on your national news, have you? They always say China is the model. What, with their pollution and torture? Their Tiananmen squares? No, China is not my model. It may be the model of corporate America or some billionaires or some corrupt senators, but you're not, and China is not the model of flyer country or tens of millions of Americans. We know better. We're smarter than them with all their degrees. We're far smarter, far more street smart. We're far more ruthless, and we know the truth. Well, this is what the general said. Will the United States allow us to go out to gain new living space? First, if the United States is firm and blocking us, it is hard for us to do anything significant to Taiwan and some other countries. Second, even if we could snatch some land from Taiwan, Vietnam, India, or even Japan, how much more living space can we get? Only countries like the United States, Canada, and Australia has a vast land to serve our need for mass colonization. Now, this general talks about Lebensraum, the uh, German word during World War II for more living space under Hitler. But they don't believe that they're going to survive as the communist CCP until they acquire more colonies outside of China. China is bursting with 1.2 billion people, and they want to feed them all over the world. The general goes on to say, if the Chinese people are strapped to the present land and national boundaries, a total societal collapse is more than likely bound to take place according to the computations of the author of Yellow Peril, the CCP, more than half of the Chinese people would then die. And that figure by then could be more than 800 million people. Just after the liberation, he says our yellow land supported nearly 500 million people. Well, today, the official figure of the population is more than 1.3 billion. This yellow land has reached its limit of its capacity. Now, I'll interject right, right here. China has to import most of their food now because their land and their soil is highly contaminated. Cannot grow crops. They've outfished all the fish. Now, I've had many people in China that tell me there are no birds in China. No birds because they've ate them all. That desperate for food. Anything that's living, there it gets killed. Their animal cruelty is infamous and terrible. And a nation will be scourged by God, in my view, by hurting defenseless animals, dogs and cats. China is known for kidnapping dogs and killing them. 
by the millions. Just a bloodbath there in China. Well, the general goes on to say, one day, who knows when this this, uh, shutdown and apocalypse will come. The great collapse of China will occur and could occur at any time, and more than half of the population would perish and have to go. The general says it is indeed brutal to kill one or 200 million Americans, but that is the only path forward that will secure a Chinese century, a century in which the CCP leads the world. But as I told you, the Chinese view things in a hundred year increments. They view part of the century and the next as their century, their march. Their time to make a move. The general says, we as a revolutionary humanitarians do not want these deaths, but if history confronts us on the narrow road, they always call that the narrow road, with a choice between deaths of Chinese and those of Americans, we'd have to pick the latter. As for us, it is more important to safeguard the lives of the Chinese people and the life of our Communist Party. The last problem I want to talk about, the general goes on to say, is of firmly seizing the preparations for military battle. Now, this is his leaked speech. The Central Communist Committee believes as long as we resolve the United States' problems at one decisive military blow and or invasion, Our domestic problems will all be readily solved. Therefore, our military battle plan and preparation appears to aim at Taiwan. But in fact, it is really aimed at the United States directly. And the preparation for war is far beyond the scope of attacking mere Taiwan or aircraft carriers or satellites owned by America. Marxism has pointed out to us that violence is the midwife for the birth of the new Chinese society and century. Therefore, war is the midwife for the birth of China's new century, and we must prevail. End quote. There you have it. The leaked speech from the Chinese general This is what they want. They are planning an invasion of America at some point. In my view, a lot of things that are happening to us are designed on purpose to weaken us. Get more gun control laws. Gut your schools. Attack your society. Weaken the family. In the meantime, they pay off our Roman senators or politicians and our congressmen. Weaken America. Weaken your resolve, demoralize you, put you down on the world stage. Make sure you don't win any more wars. Hurt you economically, politically. Any way they can, anything they can do. It is always a world at war.
And to our intrepid warriors all over the world, we wish you uh, Godspeed and um, be careful out there, of course. Now, our top five listenerships, again, in the world, of course, United States. Our international audience is growing. Canada is number two. Thailand is number three. United Kingdom is number four. And the Empire of Japan is coming up again. They've gone up another eight points. They're now number five on the list. Just amazing. Well, we want America to uh, do well. But there are many threats against us. And it sounds a little bit like this. Robert Hoover will speak on behalf of Delta House. I don't think you can fully judge a fraternity without looking at the positive qualities of the people in it. I think we've heard enough, Mr. Chairman. I was told I'd have a chance to... That's enough. The court will now render a decision. Well, look, you said I could... Speak. He said that's it! Are you deaf? Let's finish this damn thing. I don't think it's fair. I'll tell you what's fair and what's not. Mr. President, do we have to listen to any more of this? Point of parliamentary procedure. Don't screw around. They're serious this time. Take it easy. I'm in pre-law, man. But you're pre-med. What's the difference? Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be brief. The issue here is not whether we broke a few rules or took a few liberties with our female party guests. We did. But you can't hold a whole fraternity responsible for the behavior of a few sick, perverted individuals. For if you do, then shouldn't we blame the whole fraternity system? And if the whole fraternity system is guilty, then isn't this an indictment of our educational institutions in general? I put it to you, Greg. Isn't this an indictment of our entire American society? Well, you can do what you want to us. But we're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. Gentlemen! You're not walking out of this one, mister. You're finished. No more Delta. You bought it this time, buster. I'm calling your national office. I'm going to revoke your charter. That's right. And with that, let's get to the Irish pirate from his mysterious location somewhere in Arizona. We think Phoenix. Irish pirate, are you there, matey? I am hiding on the north side. Aha! Yes, the north side's the best. I'm very, uh, yes, I definitely said the same. It is the best. Well, what's going on, man? What are your thoughts tonight? (laughs) Wow, there's so many places to go. Um, I know. I think I can... The floor is yours, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was inspired earlier this week by a report given out by somebody who likes to watch economic trends. Uh, he refers to himself as Kim.com, I have, and he did a report on InfoWars that was picked up by the American Journal, their morning show. And basically, he looked at it like this. He took a look at the national debt that our government has incurred and then looked at all the assets mm-hmm. of that government and came up to the conclusion 
we have finally overspent our means. Now, put this into contrast, because while I was in the hospital bed earlier, uh, about uh, three weeks to a month ago, I had the chance to go out on my phone and check out some old-time radio shows I used to listen to that are not available anymore. Uh, Nobody seems to be interested in those subjects except this show. And uh, I was checking in with uh, For the People. Uh, I don't know if you remember Chuck Harder. Uh, He was a southern gentleman. (laughs) Yes. Near Interstates 10 and 75, where they crossed. Um, very good at being – his real drive was to be a consumer advocate. And he kind of got pushed into radio when too many people were having problems, and the problem was always the same. It was the overspending and, therefore, the bad makeup calls by the U.S. government. And so back then, in contrast to what I'm about ready to tell you for 2022, he looked at our GDP – and said, wow, we're all the way up to, this is 1992, he said, we're all the way up to 7% of what we actually make is now in debt. He said, we can't even, we can't keep this up. That within a short period of time, and it took 20 years, basically. And so now we've crossed that 100% mark. I believe, or at least if you like the stats of Kim.com, which they they seem to be pretty close, that would suggest May 20 or sometime this month, we go over the limit, and if everybody called in their debts, we couldn't pay them. And maybe that's exactly what's going on. Maybe that's exactly what Biden is in office to do. Divvy it up, give it all away, and give it up for dead. Because nobody stopped the runaway freight train from just literally taking everything they think they can grab and give it all away to foreign governments and friends and whatnot, corporate interests. To me, though, there's one problem with it all. And we've discussed this before. Just because they're grabbing taxes from you doesn't mean they're doing it legally necessarily. And just because there's a corporate America, if you will, that you know, a lot of people have de- debated what is their actual authority to be able to do what they're doing. If they're not honoring the Constitution, they're certainly not in charge of me. That's for sure. I have you know mm-hmm. what I assume to be God-given rights, and, and I do the best I can to protect those, although as hard as they're coming after it, and we've brought that up on previous shows, that you almost have to pick two or three of them and kind of hang on to those. Because it's going to be impossible to hang on to all of them if they just ignore all of them and come after you. So uh, I will admit that, you know, at the time of which I speak here, uh, I am a member of a First Amendment organization and a Second Amendment organization. As a matter of fact, I'm a life member. Um, and basically, I guess you don't need to protect your Fifth Amendment rights unless you have a big problem. Um, <laughs> although... We're also learning on that one. The government's bringing so many people in. Your Fifth Amendment right basically is not to incriminate yourself, but to literally when you realize you're in a kangaroo court and everybody's against you, that you have the right to say, I'm not speaking. And that has Mm -hmm. a different meaning than self-incrimination. It means the government, if they go any further from here, has to incriminate themselves, which is exactly what's happening right now with Alex Jones. Uh, This week he got everybody to drop – 
all the lawsuits against the people that were giving him uh, contracts to be able to do business to sell those wonderful products that he sells, which I take many of them. Um, so I was very happy for that. Although I have talked to a couple of the new people that he spurred on the line, and those people are very unprofessional. I think he kind of shoved them into it, that they're not the same hmm. as the people that he was dealing with over the last, say, 28 years, which are very professional, hmm. and I admire them for what they do. And I've had long conversations on the phone, even if I'm just, like, ordering uh, a supply of storable food or something. I'll talk to them for, like, 40 minutes on the phone if they got the time because those people are down to earth right. and for real. Yeah, the latest patch, though, are making major mistakes, and uh, I think that's really sad. Of course, they're not the only ones. Uh, I need to have a couple of trees pruned and trimmed. Uh, I was curious about mm-hmm. whether or not they were on my property or not. That was never clearly established. So I had somebody come down from my organization where I live and come check it out. And he said, in my opinion, I said, I don't want your opinion. I can make one myself. What do you have on file? I've been, that, that house has been there. I haven't been there 40 years, but that house has been there over 40 years. I don't think I have a file on, on what's on the actual land that I own. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, own the, I own the home, but it's a lot rent. And so effectively, they should know what's on it, right? No, they don't. And I'm beginning to learn how unprofessional so many people are. Oh, but they want to pay you $15 an hour to work for them or you know, whatever that might be. And I'm thinking these people hmm. wouldn't be able to handle it in the real world. And we discussed that a little bit on the BGG. Too bad if you missed it. We were talking about some of the failures right. in my childhood that turned out to be the most lucrative moments of my entire existence. And but yeah, Irish, what, it is. But what people want to know is the burning question for the night is, when do you think that Red China is going to invade America? Well, they certainly been. What's invited. your thoughts about I that? Think, well, uh, I did not know. I did not realize how little food that they can generate, even with their massive quantities of land that they do own. And it is true yes. that uh, geoengineering in the skies, which is ruining the soil, has been going on for over 75 years on this planet. Nobody wants to talk about that. Forget man-made mm-hmm. global warming, unless you want to talk about military man-made global warming. But um, I would say sooner or later, going to need somebody to open the gate for them. And they were hoping it would be mm-hmm. either United Nations or the WHO, anybody that can create an emergency and say, we have to do something. And then, of That's course, right. the floodgates would open. But that didn't happen because the WHO got together. We, I was scared stiff between uh, the 22nd and the 28th. They had that meeting. And the yes. entire continent of Africa stood up and said, we know what Bill Gates and his ilk are like. We don't want anything to do with them. Most of our countries have already kicked him out, and we're certainly not going to sign on to something where we're going to be dealing with a WHO where he's going to get back in. So forget it. Now, unfortunately, right. the other countries that said no to all that were primarily communist countries, which scares me a little bit. Even they wouldn't sign on, but our wonderful Western world, including Finland with their new military, they're saying, oh, we're going to join NATO, and they whip out a bunch of Nazi flags. That was really smart of them to put that on so everybody could take pictures. But, uh, man, there's a whole <laughs> lot of phony stuff 
they, they're looking for every phony thing that's going on. Imagine this. Uh, they, they put on a guy. Well, look, he, um, he, just to interject here. Uh, yeah, um, Hitler, people forget this, that parts of Finland, and I've told you before, parts of you, the, might be you, you, Ukraine, they fought under Hitler. They fought with, remember, they were, people have, don't know all this history that I, that I am telling you, you might know it, but people were sick of the political commissars. They hated Stalin. They hated communism. They hated the red Bolsheviks. And Finland and Ukraine, yes, they joined Hitler and the Waffen-SS to kill those red bastards. And that's why, to this day, their forebears, their grandfathers and fathers fought in the Hitler, in his battalions, in his divisions, against communism. So they have a long history with the swastika and the Iron Cross. So they have blood on their hands in the sense that their ancestors have bled. They don't want this Russian yoke, and they'll join any group that, one thing about Hitler that I'll say to people over and over again, the West talks a big game. Like, they're so rough and tough. But the only man, the only man in history who ever took the battle to them directly was the Third Reich and Hitler. No one's ever had the balls to go in like Hitler. And people can say what they want about him. I just state facts that those people over there, there's many newsreels of them joining forces and saying, you know what, we don't agree with everything Hitler stands for, but but he's way better than Stalin because Hitler was, he was, was promising them land and freedom to farm and things of that nature that they never had under Lenin and Stalin. So I always say in, in history, there's a reason why people do what they do. Go on, Irish. Well, and it's interesting because when, if your choice is Hitler versus Stalin, that's almost like the Aldrich Ames Act versus the Federal Reserve Act. I mean, you didn't want either one of those back in 1913. And, and it looks like those are the choices we're facing now. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, Hitler Hitler's... offered them more than Stalin. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Absolutely. if you live I'm in Finland and the Ukraine, you could be like the, his commissars were terrible. They'd walk into a village they shoot people at random, bring them into basements, murder them by the boatload, okay? Uh, Hitler was telling them, right. look, if we come in, yeah, we'll have security. Uh, if, you, if you break a law, you'll get – but just to walk in, and Stalin was so bad. People in, in, in the West have no idea how bad Stalin was. I mean, you can go back and look at the newsreels, read the accounts of the people, which I have done, and he was so bad – that people flocked to Hitler, okay? That's how bad Stalin was, and his commissars were all murderous thugs. And this day they are. NKVD killed 30 million Ukrainians, starved them, shot them. This is why they do what they do. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying in history there's a reason why people do what they do. Go ahead, sir. Well, now... Because uh, Hitler did a lot of what he did with other people's money. I mean, he, yeah, he did get elected that's with ninety-eight percent right. of the vote, but that was, didn't happen later. And that's very similar to what's happening now. What they really want to do, which is get you to buy in on what they what they're telling you they're going to do, 
and then bam, you know, the so-called great reset doesn't include you in the end game. Uh, but it also doesn't include most of the people that are telling you it's going to be good. So it's going to be a little weird that, that they're talking out both sides of their mouth and we're just, you know, in opposition to it only, which seems to be the best route. But seriously, you've got a situation in the Ukraine right now where one side is fighting a kinetic war, if you will, an actual, not a very good one, but a, a military war nonetheless. And then the other side, it's like, it depends on what hour it is. And this is exactly like the Biden White House, by the way. What hour is it? Who's tuning in right now to everything I say? Let's say something appropriate to that one hour of the day, and then maybe six, eight hours later, it's going to be a totally different part of the world. So they lie into a different direction, just telling everybody what they think they want them to hear. And that's how Zelensky is so-called fighting this war and telling everybody just stay in front of the troops and get killed, and it's all for a good cause. And uh, it blows my mind how two sides in, and of course Russia is not calling it a war, and I'm not even sure Zelensky is calling it a war. I mean, there's, it, remember when Obama tried to call what he was doing overseas some kinetic military action of some sort? That's what Russia right, is trying to call right. it. And Zelensky, I have no idea what he thinks he's calling. Maybe he thinks he's in another movie or something, but uh, he has no clue what's going on. Right. And Biden the same way. Throwing the weapons at them, it's almost like they're being used for stage props. They're certainly being sold the moment they get there, and who knows whoever the highest bidder was. I don't know which side they landed on. I have no idea. I mean, there doesn't seem to be any, uh, just like the votes we have here in America, something's got to be signed off at every checkpoint. I don't think it made it that far in Ukraine. It's got a few billion dollars here of the weapons. Who wants these again? And so it's getting really weird. Right. And so now you bring it all full circle. The whole thing is fake. Let's tie this together with what happened in Uvalde timeline so we can all get confused together. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They didn't get a single. This is as bad as what happened in the Orlando shooting and Las Vegas and Sandy Hook. There is nothing going on that makes sense in this whole thing. We're talking kids that are on social media with two different dads. Same kid. Think This is my dad. And this is my dad. And I don't think it's one of those situations where a mom was really busy. I'm, I'm saying only one of those was the guardian that was supposed to show up. And there's multiple pictures of these things. And, there's all, and oh, 13 people who had already been shot, no ambulances. I think they brought them in as props as well. Remember, Sandy Hook was that way. The cops parked three-quarters of the way, three-quarters of a mile away from the school when there was a supposed live right. action going on. Yeah, so the mm-hmm. Uvalde thing is so loaded with question marks. I guarantee you, I have no idea. Oh, what it is. I, I am. I, yeah, I'm it really is. Without comment at this point. A lot of questions. A lot of questions yeah, there. Questions a lot of weird things are happening, man. No opinions. I have no opinions of what happened there because nothing is believable. Nothing. I mean, at least we have an overhead shot of all these millions of people that want to storm the border the minute Biden tosses out Title Forty Two through Valde, I don't know if they'd know any different. But the reality is, yeah, we're being replaced, and there's not much we're going to be able to do about it, especially now that I've given you – officially, we are now a bankrupt uh, – what do you want to call it? Government corporation, the GovCo, as they like to call mm-hmm. it. You know, if, you, you know, if you like to call them Federal Reserve tokens and whatnot, and you get seriously patriotic oh, with your speech, um, I'm, I'm with that. But at the same time, that's not a solution to be correct. 
I mean, to sit there and say, yes, they stormed my house and I don't have enough ammunition. Oh, you're correct, but you're dead. That's, that's not the way mm-hmm. out. So what we really need, <sighs> those of us that are interested, maybe in the old America, which we can't have back, but we want to take the principles with us because we don't want them to have any form of pretend moral high ground to be able to push forward. Just surviving this, you're going to be one of the heroes they're going to look to and say, what do you do when they take away all, all the stuff around you? And you call 911 and nobody comes and, you know, they were selling you stuff and they were just mm-hmm. using it to spine you. How did you get out of all that? That's going to be the big question. Right. And hopefully – Everybody in America, even overseas, if you're listening to this, you'd better have an endgame. And hopefully it better have something to do with Revelation in the Bible, because Revelation is becoming more and more believable now that we're in, obviously, the last days. It never would have been used to be that some idiot could open his mouth halfway across the globe and everybody hears it the next day. That just wasn't – we didn't have yeah. the usability. We didn't have the – now it can happen. And so you would have laughed, and you would have said, oh, we're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars. I don't know which one's happening in Ukraine right now. It depends on who you ask. But it's making sense, Von Wehunt. Revelation is starting to make sense. You might want to check that thing out and find out who won in the end, because I want to make sure I'm in with that group. I mean, especially if somebody's – I've heard of hot tickets before, like on a, on a bet like you're betting on the NFL and you're in Las Vegas or something. Hey, I think I want to bet in the ones that won after the revelation. I, I think I want to bet with that group. I've heard about that. These guys, Christians, apparently they win a lot when they actually choose God as, as their savior. That's, that's one of those things they do pretty well. So I'm kind of, you know, hedging my bets a little bit. Um, a lot of people just need to actually take a look at what they're doing. I remember in a previous program, we talked about, uh, 91% of Americans just to, oh, I don't know, two, three years ago would have called themselves Christians. That's lowering, and a lot more of them are choosing the no preference or I don't have a religion thing. And we see what's happening. The pressure comes on. They don't know who to trust. It's like, hmm. right. gee, that's exactly what it says in Revelation. That when put to the test, people just won't believe in anything anymore. And it's like, I'm sorry, but if you were a real fighting man and you were really in a foxhole, you will say a real prayer. I don't care what you believe. Apparently, we haven't hit you hard enough yet. We haven't told you the realities of what's coming hard enough yet because that needs to be a prayer. Pray to something, but you can't sit on the fence and you can't pretend it's not happening now. And it's all around you. You can see it. 70% of the plankton in the ocean is now gone. 90% of all the insects on the entire planet are now gone. As from, I I don't know how far you'd have to go back, but I'm going to say, what, 20, 30 years. So the the whole eco-structure, the whole everything is changing on you, and all you need is an end game. Don't worry. If you did everything wrong and they're going to kick your butt, nobody's going to say, ha-ha, somebody else wins. We need the exact opposite. Somebody has to survive and lead the way out of this. And that's exactly what we're professing here on this show today. That's exactly what I'm telling you. You better get some upper-level strategy, probably requires some spirituality if you forgot yours, and certainly some savviness on how to use the stuff you've already got. I know I, know I was raised on a ranch, 
ages 9 to 19 in Wyoming. I didn't think I would need that stuff in the future. Um, I wasn't particularly interested in it, really. Yeah, I was a California boy. Mm-hmm. So Lincoln you know, and then I moved is going to be coming up next, time. Irish. And I want to thank you, man, for uh, calling the show, Irish Pirate. Great points, brother. We'll talk again soon. We're, we're going to get Lincoln in the next segment. And uh, Irish Pirate, great, great points, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Have a I great night, man. Time. You got it. Always granted to the Irish Pirates. Our tech wizard, great guy. Well, we talked about a lot in this call. My God, revelations. Hitler was a Boy Scout compared to Red Communist Stalin and his murderous thugs. Now, they both were not saints. No one's saying that. They both were bad men. But there are, in World War II, you didn't have any choices, did you? I'll leave it at that. You do the math. Everyone makes their own equation. Everyone makes their own mental algorithm as they go through life everyone does their own calculation correct well if you just reached the show we're so glad you're listening call in 563-999-3437 we'll have Lincoln on next get a cocktail get a shot of something I'll be right back you reach the infamous final weekend show Broadcasting from my studio here in the mountains of Arizona, we are legendary.
Oh, yeah, a little bit of late 60s uh, jazz and uh, band music there for you. Well, we are walking into political chaos and palace intrigue. We are always a world at war, the rogue, the legendary, the infamous, the Von Weehan Show. We're eagles dare. We're Roman gladiators combat and collide in the great talk radio coliseum of mighty Rome. For we are the Roman centurions who have endured and fought a hundred wars for the empire and Caesar. And we salute you all. Roma Victor. This is what America has summed up to be in the year 2022 A.D. There's an old quote by a novel called The Roadside Picnic, which I thought you might like. It says this, he knew that billions and billions didn't know a thing and didn't want to know, and even if they did find out, would act horrified for 10 minutes and then immediately forget all about it. (laughs) It's from the novel Roadside Picnic. It's pretty cool. The militant Democrats want to confiscate and outlaw your guns, America. This country was founded on the gun. They and their sick media sycophants lecture us daily on guns and is brought to you by the same corrupt Biden administration. Let's not ever forget they lecture us, yet they left a billion dollars worth of arms and ammunition to the terrorists in Afghanistan. Biden wants to arm the world, it seems, right? But disarm the patriots in the nation. No one's bringing up that point in this gun control debate. What about all the arms we've left all over the world and in Ukraine? We all know that the Washington Beltway Power Corridor was on the East Coast, which is just a fancy term, really, for a den of vipers dead set against you, the nation, me, our studio and its people. I am not a holy roller to many. I don't claim to be. I am guilty as charged. And people have called the show and said, Vaughn, I'd like you to be this or like you to be that. I'd like to hear more about this or that. Look, so the radio variety show, I am incorrigible. I am a man of God, and I don't, don't ever proclaim that I know everything about the God of our cosmos. But I will say this, 2 Timothy 3.2, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy. I do um, get some good quotes from time to time from the good book. Well, a patriot wrote the show, and he said this, I am a 57-year-old pagan, he writes. He said, Von Wien, I love your show, as I know many people do. I am a proud American supremacist, he says. The 2020 election was stolen by communist trash. It was proven that they did so. I am so tired of communists and other malcontents and muzrats in our society, otherwise known as Democrats. So if you think America has problems, and if you think 
that our problems can be solved by talking or voting, then you are a blind fool. Vaughn says, carry the torch, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing this God work, my friend. Signed off, David. Well, I would say this. We cannot absorb all the third world into America, as I've told you a million times before. We are a shell of the country that we once were. They are destroying us from within. Diversity is not our greatest strength, but the rope which they hang the nation and then destroy its history. We have plenty of people right now who need a 10-year freeze minimum on new immigration. Unless, in my book, you are a doctor or a rocket scientist, then get out. We have more than enough of unskilled laborers clogging our roads and sucking up our water and our other precious resources. No wonder why half the country is having a mega drought right now. We cannot sustain them all, and this will not end well, you will see. Well, I told you before that it takes 15 gallons of pure water per person, per body, per day in America. Now, you do the math. You bring in millions and millions of people, just say 1 million people a year, that's 15 million gallons of of fresh, pure water per day that they will need. No wonder lake meat is going down. We have western lakes that are drying up, reservoirs that are drying All the aquifers are drying up. It's going to be a mega drought. We're having one now out west. We cannot bring in millions of people to live in L.A. or west of the Rockies. Plenty of land. And the Dakotas and Wyoming, we, we don't need them in, in America to begin with. My point is, this cannot sustain itself, and it will collapse. You better get ready. Food, water, guns, etc. And by the way, get things while you still can, while your dollars will still spend. Get the gear you need now. Stop waiting, because catastrophe is always around the corner, my friends. And now we'll get to Lincoln, somewhere in flyover country. of history, the sounds of World War II 
and our past will haunt America and the West. But now let's get to Lincoln, flyover country. Lincoln, welcome to the Von Wien Show yet again. How are you doing tonight? Good chatting with you in our chat room. I'm doing well, brother. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good. Good to hear your voice. What's on your mind? We've been chatting a lot during the show and a lot of good points. Floor is yours, my friend. Oh, What's yeah, on I your mind? What's the burning issues? Uh, always good. To, yeah, I always agree. Uh, always good talking to you too, man. I just want you like you. You're talking about D-Day things like that, you know. And you know, I, I guess my simple, you know, <laughs> I think that the World War II veterans that fought in the war, I think they deserve all the respect they get. They were brave guys. They went and fought. I got nothing but respect for those guys. I I I, I really mean that. I, I a, those guys were brave. They were yeah. courageous. They went and fought a, a war, a vicious, nasty war. Um, but along those lines, like I said, I think they deserve every bit of respect they get. However, <laughs> you know, it's pretty clear. Everyone knows. I think that I think they fought on the wrong side. If if and my point is, do you think do you think we'd be better off as a country? Do you think Europe would be better off as an, as an entire you know continent? America would be better off. And I see America as a you know kind of an outpost of Europe. Um, do you, do you think it would be better off or worse off if the other side won? I think America would be much better off. If uh, look, there's there were I always tell tell folks Lincoln that. Um, People, if you, you know, in our society, people are so mentally programmed, right? If you take a German perspective on anything, they go, I can't believe you said that. Or if you, you know, I'm not talking, um, I'm talking from history that Hitler, he wasn't a Boy Scout. What I mean by that is he's not a saint. No one's giving him a sainthood, okay? He killed people, okay? But all leaders kill people. All American presidents kill kill people, right? The czars killed people. The communists killed people. My point to people is that compared to Bolshevik Stalin and who we backed in World War II, that Hitler was a Boy Scout compared to his murderous atrocities. Um, and that's a whole other rabbit hole to go into. But I would say this, that had I been president, I would never – have backed communist Russia. They are totally against our system of living, capitalism, etc. Okay? We had communists in our government back in the 20s and 30s. Let's not forget the Russian Revolution was 1917. And I tell people that's the Red Bloody Revolution. They put their people all over the world. Americans in high academia believed in the Russian Revolution. And they got into our American government. It's just a known fact. People can do their own. I've already done the research, folks. You do yours. FDR hired many communists in his Democrat Marxist government. It's a known fact. Yep. People had many public pronouncements. They admired Stalin. They, they loved communism. They were trying to implement it here. And that's why they had the rise of fascism and the when Hillary came to power, they had the rise of the silver shirts in America. And they're right. When when the Democrat liberals say, Well, these people are reactionaries, they're the yes. 
Yes, they're right about it. We are the reactionaries to their Bolshevism, to their communism. Yes, emphatically yes. There's a reason why people do things in history. They had, for example, you, you saw the rise of the Nazi Party in America. They, had a, they, they took over Madison Square Garden. Many Americans don't, don't know their own history. Right. They put Hitler on the cover of Time magazine. Now, it's very interesting that Hitler was very popular in America, and he made the cover of our Time magazine um, during the 1930s, and Americans did not want to go to war with Europe or Germany, but they used the media, when FDR was in there, to change American opinion. It took about a year or two, and they flipped the American people to hate Germany, to hate Hitler. And so, right there, right there, that snapshot is how government works. They, they got everyone to hate a common enemy. whole agenda was to bring Germany down and to destroy the people. And I would have let Hitler take over Europe, and I would have negotiated with, with him. Fortress Europe, to me, was better, though not perfect, was better than having a Bolshevik Europe of today. We've got the European Economic Union trying to dictate policy to America. World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab trying to dictate policy to America. We've got Bolshevism running rampant. They, they brought in millions of third-worlders. They destroyed Europe, burned cathedrals, raped thousands of women, mongrel races from all these countries that Hitler was fighting against. Okay, so to me, that was better, yes, than Bolshevism running rampant in the world. And we all know who backs them. So my thing is, I would have just bolstered up America. First of all, we fought a war in two fronts. Germany never attacked us, though, yes, it's true, they did bomb some of our shipping. But that's war. Okay, we were also bringing material over to England. I'm convinced that all of, all of Europe is not better, any better off today than they would be under the Third Reich, in my view. I don't believe they're better off. I hear Europeans every day email me and call me on the show, and they find me, and they go, things are terrible over here in Great Britain. I said, I will chastise them, Lincoln, say, didn't you guys fight a war? Aren't you happy? I thought you were the liberators. I thought you were the victors. And they go, we don't feel very victorious, Vaughn. And go, that's my point. Europe is suffering. That's how I look at it. I mean, of course, of course, Germany, you know, used their U-boats to destroy some of our ships. We were literally funding through the Lend-Lease Act and whatnot. We were literally, you know, before we got into the war, we had the Lend-Lease Act, and we're funding their enemy. Of course, right. they're going to try to stop their enemy from getting supplies. That's that's natural. That's that's war. It's, it's, of course, they're going to. They should that's have. Right. I don't blame them for that. I don't either. We'll, we'll we knew better, out. and we knew we sent our ships in harm's way. Go ahead, but, man. Uh, you know what? That brings me up to you brought up a point there, and it reminded me of something else. Did you see that stupid shit from? Do you know who Stephen Crowder is? Did you see like Stephen yes. Crowder? He has a show on on Blaze TV. 
funny guy, has a show, mug club, like conservative guy that does the change my mind things on college campuses. That that faggot did a show last night about how uh, Democrats are the real Nazis, and uh, Hitler was a homosexual drag queen who was, you know, who was all into like grooming children to be homosexuals. I was like, is this guy serious? Is this guy new? And he got into like Hitler burning books and stuff. And I was, does this guy even understand which books they burned? And good for them. I'm glad they burned those books. Those books should be burned again. Those books are all about the, the gay and transgender lifestyle. A lot of people don't know history, Lincoln. When the Nazis grabbed the books, they weren't grabbing books on physics or chemistry. Nazis were very intelligent, very intelligent. They believed in academia. They believed in high-end learning and rocketry. They even had a UFO you know, program, and they were into high-tech weaponry. They weren't dumb guys. So they weren't – people had this idea that they were burning the books of the mighty Alexandria, Egypt, and they were burning all knowledge for all time. That's liberal BS propaganda. And what he and many others don't maybe not know, that the Nazis were, did not want the degeneracy in their culture. And they grabbed the books that promoted degeneracy. Yes, they burned those books because there was a new sheriff in town named Adolf Hitler, and he wasn't, I tell you, he was not playing around. The guy meant business, and it wasn't a joke to him. Nationhood was not a joke. Either a nation or you're not. And he always said, if we don't become a real nation, we're going to get swallowed up by the red Bolshevik mongrel hordes. And they eventually did. I mean, it wasn't they lost the war the on the ground. and Yeah, go ahead. It wasn't really Hitler that burned the books. It was the Hitlerjugend, which is the Hitler youth. They burned the books. It was books right. uh, promoting homosexuality, transgenderism, bestiality, having sex with animals. Those are the books they burned. Good for them. We need to, we need to have a book-burning party in America and do the exact same right. thing, in my opinion. <laughs> You're right. They burned those degenerate books, absolutely. Books on uh, Satanism were burned. Books on devil worshiping, many books on the dark occult. Now, the Nazis were into the occult, but they weren't into a lot of that stuff. They were not into people like what people will repeat is what some liberal Democrat talk show hosts. People like to insult Hitler and make up all these allegations that he was, you know, look, he was he had a girlfriend. Ava Braun, folks, and he later buried in the bunker. That's a fact. During the war, he had liaisons with a female. There's no factual evidence he had any liaisons with any men. So it's just more, hate to say, it's allied propaganda. Don't forget, after the war, they had a concerted effort, the CIA did, McDonald's called the OSS, to discredit by any means necessary all German generals, all German families and the Fuhrer Hitler. They wanted to do, discredit them, so they had sex with animals, they were homosexuals, they were grooming kids. Oh, I got a worse one. All BS. <laughs> All BS. Yeah. I heard a worse one. There's a, there's a worse one going around. Did you know that there's a 
I looked it up. I can't remember the name of the book. Someone brought it up to me earlier tonight, and I looked it up. There, there was a high-ranking officer in the SS, and his brother, the, the guy's brother, actually defected and joined the Allies and actually hooked up with the OSS at the time. And that guy went on to write a book uh, about how uh, <laughs> Hitler had a scat fetish and loved to, like, rub human shit all over his skin before he had sex with little boys. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? I mean, it's the most outlandish thing. That, these these are people that have very vivid, crazy very they, they have no facts. It's all imagination. It's how they they wish Hitler really was. See, it's their fantasy of how they really wish he was. They really wish he was a fag. They wish he was a homosexual. So because he wasn't, they make up stories that he was, and they just put it out there in the ether. And it gets picked up by the liberal press who agrees with it, who never challenges anything about it. And to this day, you'll have people, and it bubbles up, right, to other radio people or TV personalities all over the social media scene. And they say, and really, when they say those things, Lincoln, it just shows me how ignorant they are. But I was talking to a guy on Gab today. He brought up the same point you did, which was that you know the the, Ger- the Germans uh, uh, sank American ships, uh, which was which gave America a reason to go to war. Uh, so I simply responded and said, "Okay, cool. Well, how about the USS Liberty, which Israel sank?" Uh, and then he immediately run, called me racist, and blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say to him, you can't have it both ways, can you? So, see, once once again, there's a there's look there's a big lobby in America. You know, this is what I tell people: is I'm very suspicious of of certain things. I'm very suspicious of a media that constantly goes after Adolf Hitler seventy years after a war that they allegedly won. To me, if you're still fighting against the guy, there's something there that you're not telling us, okay? And they seem to feel the need that we have to reteach this every new generation about Hitler and World War II. And, look, I always tell people he's not a saint, but neither were the Allied leaders, and neither was uh, Stalin. Neither was the emperor of Japan, they all killed people. My thing is this, I like real history. Now, whichever way it cuts, whichever way it goes, let the chits fall where they may. But if you know real history, which you do and I do and others, there's you can really easily see what really was going on there. The bottom line is I love taking people to the prelude to the war. Forget about World War II. Go back 10 years. Go back five five years. Germany was kicking everyone's ass economically. This is a fact. They were a powerhouse oh, in Europe. But before the war, Germany was known, widely known. They were known as the cultural center of Europe with sculpture and plays and theater and ballet and orchestras. 
I mean, they were the music capital, the film capital, the art capital of Europe. And see, this pissed off the French who wanted that title. This pissed off other countries in Europe. And England was always envious of how Germany, while, while the Germans ate steak, sauerkraut, sausages, had beer flowing out of the beer halls, England was starving. They could barely feed their people. They had a terrible economy. And they needed a war to get their economy going. The Allies wanted a boogeyman. They wanted the war, and they got their war. And the war brought them both, America and England, out of the Great Depression. Germany was already out of the Depression. Most people don't. They were, they they were, were living half the hog. They were thriving. They were, thriving. they were eating great. They all had jobs. They were making money. They got rid of the usury rates. I tell people Hitler kicked out the Rothschild bankers by his SS at gunpoint. They were lucky they were kicked out and not shot, okay, for strangling the country after World War One. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people don't know this stuff, and they just, they're, they don't want to know it. It's sad. And in my view, if you don't know anything about World War II, you have no business being on social media, or especially being in front of a powerful microphone. Because that's where it all began. But I see somebody, you know, again, in America, it's very hip and trendy to hate Germany, laugh at Hitler, promote Stalin, promote communism, and LGBT, it's very hip and trendy, promote the, the fag agenda, hate, hate middle America, poke fun of flyover country. That's the, that's the basic media template. And when you see people do that, they're simply following the Hollywood playbook, as I see it. My opinion on that is uh, if you haven't done like, you know, 10, 20 hours of actual research on your own looking into it, if, if, you're in to- if your entire like World War II historical base, your knowledge base comes from nothing but what you learned in high school and in, in a book written by a Jewish production company and, and, and movies made by Steven Spielberg – uh, if that's if that's the, the 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 amount of knowledge you have on World War II, then you probably just shouldn't talk about it because you just sound stupid right. for the people that have. Something. Yeah, and I tell people, Lincoln, that most people, a lot of our problems stem from World War II, and I believe that. And let, let's talk about the Jews here for a brief moment. I like I like I don't want to give them much air air time, but it's just a fact that Stalin killed more Jews than Hitler. So if people want to know about Jews, I go, Stalin killed millions of Jews. The thing about Stalin was, and the communists, is they did not keep meticulous records. So a lot of their crimes, we only know through what's called oral evidence and things like that after the war. They did not get much airplay, and they barely found themselves as footnotes in the history books because, again, our whole media, publishing, world of film, world of movies, world of magazines was all slanted anti-Hitler, anti-fascism. Again, Stalin great, Hitler bad. Bottom line. So whenever you read something, 
you got to realize this is the filter of the author. This is the filter of the filmmaker. This is what they want to promote. And they do have an agenda and an axe to grind. And um, Europe is far worse off today uh, than the prelude to the, the war. should have never been fought. It was a brother war that America and England and France wanted. They wanted to kill a lot of their people. It's all about money. They wanted the money to flow again through their veins. They, they knew we have to kill a lot of our young men to get that money flowing again. That's the sad truth about war, and World War II especially. They wanted that. Uh, they wanted those. Uh, they wanted those Jewish banks back in with their usury, their usury, and uh, all that good stuff. Did you know that? Yes. If you don't believe me, look. Anyone that doesn't believe me can look this up. Everyone's like, "Well, Hitler took over France. The French people loved Hitler. Hitler took over Ukraine. They threw flowers at his fucking feet when he, you know, when the German soldiers came marching through the streets. They were throwing flowers at them, thanking them, worshiping, like loving them for liberating them." It was like, oh, Hitler took over Poland. The Polish people loved it when he did that. <laughs> they were thankful. They were people. People do not know. It's called the Red Terror. Right. It was called the Red Terror, and it was a very real thing. I tell people this, okay, I, 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 I try to put things in modern ages. What if Antifa was, say, 200 million fanatics, and they were on your doorstep, and they were murderous thugs? And let's say we had a thousand Portlands, right? Like like those Portland riots, right? That was the Red Terror. You would go out at night, uh-huh. and I tell folks, just look at downtown Portland a couple of years back. They would firebomb your business. They would maim you, kill you, stab you, shank you, kill your kids, kidnap your kids, attack your cars, your driving or your horse buggy, whatever. This was the Red Terror, and it was a real thing. And, yes, the uh, Nazis were a reactionary force to the Red Terror. That is the distinction that most people don't understand. I always say in history, there's, a, there's always a counter check, a counterweight. And the counterweight, the checkmate, was Hitler's Wehrmacht and SS, which said, we've had enough. Now, we're not perfect, exactly. but we're going to clean house. And that's what happened. On that Steven Crowder show I was talking about, where he was talking about, uh, you know, Hitler, if he, Hitler was alive today, he would be, a, uh, he'd be a, uh, a drag queen groomer, blah, 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 blah. His co-host, like, I don't even know the guy's name. He has some guy with a co-host that said, that kind of corrected him and said, well, Hitler was kind of a reaction to the, the Weimar, which, you know, taught a lot of that stuff, and Oh my God! They immediately shut that shit down, put him in his place. We're not going to go there. Uh, just shut down that entire conversation. That's right. The clips all over on, on my channel. It got posted on my channel. You can find it if you scroll through there on my Telegram chat. But as soon as that guy brought up that Hitler was a reaction to uh, the homosexuality, the transgender, the bestiality, the mother-daughter prostitution teams. He, Hitler was a reaction to those things, uh, and as, yes, as soon he was. as he said that, that Hitler was a reaction to the Weimar, oh, Steven Crowder and his, you know, his token Jews just shut that conversation down and said they're not going to talk about that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they don't want to engage I've that. seen him, but Ooh, I don't know much about scary. him. I don't watch his show, but you should have called into his show or written his show, I guess, because whenever you hear these things, 
they need to hear from the audience is what I tell people. And, uh, you know, but again, yeah, that's just more drivel that's out there in, in uh, social media land. Uh, I did not see that show. There's just a lot of things that are out there that are like that. Yeah, whenever you correct people about the real history, they shut you down. Like, shut it down. But I tell people that the Third Reich and Hitler were reactionaries. And I go, yes, you're right. They are. But they, there is a reason why reactionaries happen throughout history. They are reacting to the Weimar liberal corrupt government and its policies. They're reacting to what they don't like in their society. They're seeing, in other words, Hitler saw Germany going the way of like um, probably Belgium at the same time, which was also very corrupt for France. And he wanted Germany to be, he, he grew up in Germany, obviously, being Austrian born, and he knew how robust and how strong and how proud Germany could be under strong leadership. And so he said, you know what? Um, look, people say, well, yeah, Western diplomats and capitalists got behind him because he was a rising star and they threw money at him. Sure they did. Um, but again, he's a man in history that uh, will be studied forever. But there's a reason why reactionaries happen. Do you know who the Birch Society is? Yes. There was a great man, a great man named George Lincoln Rockwell, who made a famous quote where he said, there's only three countries in the history of the world that have ever whipped communism, Germany, Italy, and Spain. And they hate Germany, Italy, and Spain. The problem was when they, det- when they whipped communism, they had a big problem with, with, with Jews. Uh, that's why the Birch Society can never get anywhere is because they say they hate communism but love Jews. Well, that's like saying that you love to go swimming, but you hate to get wet. Right, right. Yeah, it's a crazy world, and uh, I tell people, Lincoln, get ready, because this this cannot and will not stand. I hate to say it, but, I mean, I'd be very, very surprised if um, if the world looks the same in 20 years or 10 years. I mean, I mean that. I mean... Uh, folks, it's a dicey world. Lincoln, thanks so much, man, for calling the show. Appreciate your remarks. Have a good night, brother. Hell victory. Have a great night, Lincoln. Hell victory. I told you guys before, you have a right to express yourself. I may agree with many of your points. Lincoln and I like talking about World War II history. He does know his history. And real history is what this show is about. We're not, we're not here to cater to some Hollywood script, some Hollywood agenda. So we, we love Hollywood and movies. I love watching a good movie. Um, just saw Top Gun Maverick. Very good movie. Made by Hollywood. Good movie. I will say Tom Cruise knows how to make a feel-good American movie. Um, though there are people that have problems with Tom Cruise, too. My point is, we like entertainment and good entertainment. But, um, look, on my show, there is no program director. I am the program director. I am the producer. I am the host. I am a one-man show. All these other shows that you guys and I will cruise through social media avenues and we'll see them. I understand that a lot of times these guys are saying things because they're getting a check, a little usury check. They're placating their boss. Who is their boss? Well, I bet you it's somebody 
that may be nefarious in more ways than one. These guys have got program directors. They have producers telling them what to say. They're, they're trying to be cute. They're trying to be hip and trendy. They think if they talk smack about history, they're, they're going to get lots of younger people that don't know any better. And that's why they avoid me and my show like the plague. Again, we're not trying to be the biggest show to be hip and trendy. That we have a lot of listeners. But we are going to be the best show, and we will be accurate, and we will tell you history as I see it. And I'm back. I've done a lot of research over 30, 40 years of life, guys, and I've done read a lot of books. And you can read about these things on your own. I encourage you to read about the prelude to World War II. Read about the 1930s from different perspectives. Great Depression, European history, which we know, Third Reich history, which is very interesting, why they came to power, why they were elected by their people. They were elected. Never forget that. And uh, that's it for the show. So, um, look, it's a big world out there. A lot of news tonight. We covered a lot of ground as usual. I thank you all for being here. Reach me on Gab. My email, vonweeandshow at gmail.com. A lot of you guys know how to reach me in all kinds of innovative, interesting ways. Uh, through friends, through acquaintances, we get intel. If you have intel about world events or what's happening, contact me at the show at the studio. If you want to sponsor the show, contact me again. We're always looking for a good sponsor for this year. We need one or two of you guys to step up to the plate. Very cost-effective advertising for your product or service. Well, America, I want you to be better off than we were in World War II. I want us to be even better off than the post-war years. We can do it. But we're up against a lot of enemies and millions of people that want to come over here and across that border. So get ready on all fronts. We are pure energy. We are the Von Wehen Show. At your service, America. I wanna know what you're thinking There are some things you can't hide I wanna know what you're feeling Tell me what's on your mind
Watch your 